Showdown, showdown, follow up. We're normally a podcast that pitches ultimate sequels to either movies without them or as a replacement to bad ones. But this is a special kind of episode where we discuss sequels that have been released since we last talked about the franchise. Today, that sequel is 2021 22 animated show mm. Blade Runner Black Lotus, sequel to Blade Runner and prequel to Blade Runner 2049. This marks the first time the three of us have met to discuss a sequel television series, though it certainly won't be the last. They're popping up all over the place. And by the three of us, of course, I mean myself, Paul Getz, and my co-hosts, Travis McMaster and Lauren Picorni. Hello and hello. Hello. I was trying so desperately not to have a coughing fit while you were doing your intro. So give me a moment. Part of the the replicant test. Thank you. Thank you. And while this will be the final showdown follow-up before we get into a new season of the show that a wonderful handful of you know and love, I certainly can't say it'll be the last one ever because apparently we as a society will just never stop making sequels to everything forever. It's true, it's true. God bless us. (laughs) That brings us to the minutes. Oh, no way! (laughs) Good luck! I'm going to give you two minutes for this because it is a... Like I said, full season of a television series. Shoot. I think you can do it. I hey, believe in you. Yeah, I'm going to, the it. name, it's going to get pretty rough names wise real fast. Um, <laughs> okay. And I'm going to go ahead and Babe Ruth call this one now. Not going to need the whole two minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could see that. Uh, let me know when you're ready, Babe. <laughs> to Travis McMaster Okay, so Black Lotus, I believe, is the moniker of the main replicant lady who has had uh, her memory wiped, and she's trying to recover it. She was a part of what is called a doll hunt, a series of powerful people hunt replicants to kill them. She escaped, um, and with her recovered memories and the aid of an unlikely ally, she is trying to recover her, the rest of her memories and go through like her Kill Bill list of revenge. Um all the while, Wallace, Jared Leto, as a kid, as a 20-year-old or whatever, is uh, around and being dumb. And Brian Cox plays his dad, Wallace Sr., um, being pretty cool. Uh, and, 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 the whole th- and, and he's kind of mechanizing this whole thing. I think he set the whole thing up to have these powerful people killed by Black Lotus. He kind of groomed her to clear his political path so he could do his, like, crazy oligarch you know slave thing in blade runner 2049 uh and then there's like a tough grungy cop guy named marlo with a gun who shoots things he's a blade runner um and then there's a it's pousse from orange is the new black is a cop and she is also present (laughs) and doing things there's a lot of people present doing things in this movie um and oh and her unlikely ally he is a cop too um former uh, blade runner rather former blade runner um and uh, certainly present as well. <laughs> um, and then at the end, when she works her way up to killing 
uh, all the way up the chain to to Jared Leto. She cuts his eyes with a sword, and that's how he got blind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she drives off on a motorcycle, a uh, hover cycle. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna have to clean some of this that's up. That's pretty good. No, that's pretty good. pretty good. Yeah, fl- flies off on a yeah on a hover cycle. Flies but off. other than that, yeah. yeah. Was, her name's L. L. Yeah. Um, and the, like in Men in Black. Yeah, and the uh, her love interest, the former Blade Runner, is Jay. I mean, his name yeah. he has a name, but he goes by Jay. Like in Men in Black. Like in Men in Black, um, which I found fun. Maybe a nod. But Deckard is a replicant. Yeah. Well. Okay. Arguably. Maybe. Yeah. Possibly. All right. Yeah. Strongly, Continue. strongly implied. So uh-huh. maybe it's uh-huh. like a, a callback because if L is a replicant, J is also a letter. Maybe he's a replicant. Okay, this hmm. isn't working. All right. No, that's good. <laughs> I yes. thought I had something. It's okay. A B C Deckard. Well, okay. So we so- actually have not quite intentionally sterilized our conversation up until this point. Yes. Entirely of the show. We do not know what Paul thinks of it, mm-hmm. nor he what we. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. I don't I got some tones of it in your minute. Yeah. Perhaps. Tip my hand tip my hand a little bit. <laughs> um but I also found it interesting that you called it a movie. It did feel like a movie. I mean I would say <laughs> you smash it all mash it all together and it felt in terms of the amount of plot and characters there were like a Blade Runner movie, very, very much. That's what Lauren said. What did you say? Yeah. You could cut it down to like I a, said an it, hour? it could be like, minutes? yeah, maybe if you condense all the episodes, yeah. it could be like a, a movie, just two well, hours. Maybe. Blade Runner's two Blade Runner twenty forty nine was two hours forty five minutes. Yeah. Th- this yeah. felt th- this could have been smashed into that, no problem. Yeah. You lose it didn't the, really uh, need thirteen episodes. Yeah, you lose the weird midpoint episode that's a cop character flashback episode. Mm. Um, the singing because, one, right? Well, no, that was the I'm you're talking about the Jay's backstory that he killed yeah. his old rep and girl crime. I'm talking about midpoint there was an episode starring the lady cop. Yeah, it was this is all just flashbacks. Flashbacks of all the scenes we'd seen her in already. Uh, I felt and like I was that was really, losing my mind. I was really excited about that because I liked because I liked her character and I was interested for a from her perspective episode. And then it ended up being a bottle episode where they were like, "So what else yeah. did you find?" So then, where Samira, did you Samira? Yeah. Samira Wiley. Samira Wiley. Samira Wiley. Okay. Uh, Pusey from Orange Is the New Black. She... I think we liked her because we like Samira. Yeah. Uh, oh sure, but her character. I don't even remember this episode you're no. talking about. I don't really know if the show knew what to do with her. She and um, Marlo. Well, should we should we like formally discuss what our opinions are before we get into? Sure, absolutely. I I I didn't really care for it. I it was far too stretched out. That I didn't feel like it was doing anything different or in new or interesting really the parts i liked about it were like you know blade runner stuff that's already established i liked it well enough um i suppose i'm glad that i watched it like a few episodes at a time rather than a full binge or week to week i felt like Mm -hmm. hunks was the best way to take it because enough would happen at a time (laughs) Um, you know, there was a fair amount of uh, fluff in between there, but you know, uh, broad stroke story points I enjoyed, and there were cool, you know, like anytime they do the replicant test, 
I loved this version of the portable replicant test. That was cool. You know, the tech stuff that looks uh, unique and pretty. Yeah. Always mm-hmm. into that. And, you know, I thought that each cast member had a clear enough thing to follow, and I didn't find any of them completely uninteresting. So, yeah, condensed, it would have made a very decent Blade Runner movie. Condensed and given the visual attention of 2049, Mm. this story, I think, could have worked fine. I have Mm -hmm. some um, minor criticisms of plot points here and there which we can get into later. But yeah, overall, I thought it was fine. That's a right around, plus or minus, where I landed on it. Uh, certainly, like, not hurting anybody. Mm-hmm, right, um, sure. Got a, got a couple of notes, but as far as having watched it, mm-hmm. you know, I would put it on par with, like, if you've, you know, anyone who's watched the Netflix Marvel shows will definitely be familiar with, like, feeling mm-hmm. the story get a little soggy and loose and having to force yourself to focus on it but you know if you are looking for more blade runner right this is some this is a a serviceable job of being the clone wars i could see some people Uh, loving it in that way the people that love blade runner that much yeah it does some cool stuff it definitely adds in it's a tricky target to hit because they have to add enough to either the Blade Runner or the Blade Runner 2049 story to justify the connection. Mm-hmm. But it it's a little boxed in on both mm-hmm. sides with what it can do with the entire world and the characters it has available. So it does a pretty good job of that. Um, the, the fight scenes in this show were pretty solid. They're really fun. Mm-hmm. I thought they were really mm-hmm. well put together and pretty exciting. I'm sure anyone who has even like a like a casual familiarity with anime will like scoff and say like i can name you five cartoons oh yeah we'll right ask now, tony about right it now. oh for sure down the road i love personally the theme song yeah I, I got excited getting to hear that theme song and watch that cool little sequence every time that was probably my favorite part of watching the show because it, I, I agree a yeah. good theme song really um and it had a rhythm to it not unlike another great theme song the theme song to the sopranos woke up this morning mm. uh it's definitely <laughs> different but it had a little bit of that like thing, like like yeah. a steady cool beat bringing you through it that i yeah. really dug um yeah you had you had texted us i think like uh, i think you're particularly going to enjoy <laughs> the theme song and then it was just um to feel you now by alicia cara no way I'm saying that right. Mm. So sorry. And I, I I really liked it too. It's a really it's a really um it's a really lovely track and it, mm. the visuals are beautiful too. But I was the whole time like trying to figure out like why did Paul say we were gonna like this? Does he know I like the Bayonetta trailer from 2010? <laughs> what is overthinking it? <laughs> I no, I think a really good theme song is rare. Some shows you eventually become comfortable with the theme song and you associate it with the show, so you're like, okay, I'll let it I'll let it play. But it's rare that there's one that lifts me when it when it mm. starts. Like I, um, do you watch the entire Sopranos theme song when you rewatch absolutely. every the time? Every, every time. time. That's a long one too. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, well, yeah. it's a great song, and I, you know, it, it, the visuals fit the show, and I mean, yeah, everything. Like, uh, uh, oh, who uh, wouldn't want to see grainy footage of New Jersey for yeah. four minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I think a uh, an even better example of the 
power this kind of thing can have is I do not like the show True Blood, mm. but I love the theme ah, song and I love the opening credits. Yeah. Uh, if if Good the pull. show was befitting of that sequence and, and, and evoked the things that that sequence evokes in me, uh, it would be a great show. It's not. For me, yeah. it is Quantum Leap. Oh, that's mm. the older one, but mm. that's a three, three or four minute we do intro. always watch that one. It's got two actors. The credits mm-hmm. only need to give you two names before we get started. And it's like, but I've got this um, <laughs> yeah. lyricless three and a half minute saxophone <laughs> track. And every single time I'm like, let it play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes good. it's and I was I was happy to get it's been it's been a minute since I, like a, a modern one really grabbed me because i feel like more and more shows are just like just get to it yeah, doing like the hannibal yeah. breaking bad yeah supernatural yeah. just like here's a musical sting and an image let's go yeah exactly yeah the show overall had really pretty good music but i thought it was funny how often like the title of the song or the first lyric spoken mirror exactly what yeah. the last <laughs> yeah. dialogue spoken <laughs> yeah. in the show was, was i'm like Come it's on, like they y'all. Google searched like <laughs> what if the plot point is, and then yeah, I mean, Save I, I mean, she does fight yeah. a literally a version of herself dressed in white, white at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. So it's not they weren't. Why I hope them? they weren't trying yeah. to like blow our minds with subtlety. I hope <laughs> yeah. they were just like entertaining us with broad strokes. That's true. That that was a character. Those were my favorite fight scenes between those two, Black Lotus and White. Lily? Tiger Lily, Water Lily or whatever. White yeah. Water Lily, I think he called her. I really enjoyed her. I guess I didn't dislike anybody's character design. Yeah. The way she looked added to the depth of the sort of sadness in her story, you know? Just like oh. she was made to look like, you know, an action figure and essentially served the purpose of an action figure and then was killed by her master. Like, it's just, I found it a very tragic story and that they gave her enough personality in the in-betweens that it was like it got no. me a little bit i know you didn't think so I, I wanted her to get out of the way so she <laughs> could go fight wallace because i don't know that seemed more interesting to me that she physically yeah. literally the whole time she's been cutting through people she's designed for it but the one person she wants to kill she can't and i'm like let's see how that unfolds i, I got my wish but i will spot. say in terms of how much out. time we watched her hack and slash and kill, no prob. It was nice to watch a fight with an adversary, finally. You know? Yeah, okay, okay yeah, for yeah. sure. I give you that. Well, okay, so my minor criticisms, plot-wise, that I have, because, like, there's really not all that much plot. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of, like, digging through the mystery or whatever, but... But it's so quickly not a mystery. <laughs> where yeah. she is, where she came <laughs> from. It's like episode yeah. three. yeah. Episode six, um, for the record, if anyone's wondering, episode six for me is when it, it kicked in enough that I was like, okay, because I think the first batch, mm-hmm. the first day we watched like eight episodes, we watched like half of them the first really? day. And it, it took like, I think it was episode six before I was like, okay, I see enough of what we're doing mm-hmm. and I'm enough behind the story and I... What happened in episode six? I think it might have been a, a Marlowe episode. Oh. That... Where she was he, like... It took a while to introduce him. The fight between her, uh, Elle and Marlo was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that was cool. The yeah. kitchen blowing up and all that stuff, that was very, very cool. Yeah, that, that was um, uh, a high point in the 
the series for me. Yeah, it was. Gotta say, though, even though I just said that thing about that episode, I did not care for Marlo. Hmm. Josh Duhamel. Actually, in general, did you guys, uh, you guys, I assume, looked up the voices here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good cast. Uh, our, they did a good job. friend Jessica Henwick, Bugs from Matrix. Oh. Oh, that's her? I didn't. Oh. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah, see, look. Oh, I did not recognize no, I was, her. I was like stuck on Steven Root. Oh, yeah, Steven Root sure. was there. That's so so wild. I did not recognize her at all. She's a chameleon. In those first, I understand what you're saying about the slog of the beginning. In the for those first six, my favorite guy was Doc Badger. He was just likable, and then Let's talk about Doc Badger. But it seemed like at about that point, at about episode six, where you're like, okay, we're on the ride. He's just gone. Right. So it's like they really needed him. To bring me in with some charm and promise of him, and then it's like, oh no, 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 it's not about him. Yeah, it, it was it was an interesting like character to pull, mm-hmm. um, because I, I first of all I wasn't really thinking weirdly at all. Like I wonder from from whom from where in the universe I'll see a character who who could be popping up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just didn't have that in my head at all. So when Doc Badger shows up, I was like, oh okay, yeah, young Doc Badger. What was he doing before? Oh, still this. Okay, right, it's, right. A tough, it's tough <laughs> in the future. I get it. LA's rough. I get it. Weird. How did... Um, because you, Lauren, have... A, what, what do you want to call it? Like a, a sparring relationship with animation? A challenging relationship with animation? Challenging is good. It's not It's not an easy sell for you all the time. How did you... How did that affect you, your viewing of this? It was fine because it was modern. Oh. Modern, it has a... You hear a, that, Rocco's modern life? Yeah. Yeah, if it's more modern, it has. it's less likely to trigger whatever in my brain tells me to stop watching. <laughs> this, to me, was just, uh, animation-wise, just not quite good enough. I've certainly, I can't, obviously, discredit anyone who did a fantastic job on this show, mm, yeah. obviously. But... Other than that sort of unnameable thing in a show like this that has the pacing of a regular Blade Runner movie, which is slow and mm. kind of uh, heavy quiets throughout, <laughs> <laughs> there's something about an animated show that takes away the ambience of that a little bit. So oh, it yeah. feels, you feel the, the neon. Yeah. Maybe doesn't pop as much when it, everything is as exciting realized. and yeah. beautiful. Well, I can go the other direction. In animation, everything is as is popping and oh, beautiful as as neon is on a gray brick wall. Yeah. The gray brick wall looks interesting in animation. Yeah, because they they just did it, you know, realistically and very straightforwardly, and it was what the Blade Runner universe, I guess, is like. I'm most appreciative of from it is the visual feast that it is, yeah. and so this was. A notch below in that regard, though it did what it could, I suppose. But not not as far a notch below as, you know, if someone's listening to this and that this is the way they found out that this show exists, Mm -hmm. they might have some preconceived notions about, like, I don't know, how rough the show is. It's just... But it's not that. Yeah, it doesn't look bad. It is a little budget. I'd Mm -hmm. say that stuck out the... Really, the most jarringly to me is the lack of movement in the hair. Yeah, that was defied big. gravity, and there's expensive a whole people. lot of facial expression. Yeah, that's the second most expensive. Yeah, right. So sword fights, yep. though, cheap. We can do that. They were fine, <laughs> you know. Yeah, 
Yeah. They moved in a way that looked more video game than real life. Oh, a little, but that's just because I I don't know enough about animation. And I Mm -hmm. think you just saw the budget. Right. They ran, you run out of that, like, as you get closer and closer to 100% to perfection, those percentage points become incrementally harder to reach. And, you know, yeah, some of the mouth, some of the stiffness, some of the things. But I would say that, like, broad strokes overall. Yeah. Um, really, really nice. Really, really way to, to to squeeze all the juice from however many grapes you had. And this is the benefit of living in whatever year this is right now is as that computer animation has gotten to the point that even on a budget, mm-hmm. you can still render beautiful textures right. and backgrounds and physics and stuff. So a lot of where you would eat your budget up in animation and a low animation thing, we can take care of now. Mm-hmm. So we can get to a much, much cleaner product. Yeah. Um, and then with some good artistry, you know, you can put it over the top a little bit. But, uh, you know, as in all things, without without the cash, you are just going to hit a wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, there must have been a fair amount of money here, given just the mm-hmm. voice cast, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, looking at who all we've I'm got. Cox. Um, Coxie. Uh, mm-hmm. Lauren brought up something that I haven't been able to stop thinking about. When she, she uses her katana blade to blind Wallace, she slices him across the eyes. I don't really know why she's able to do that because she, her whole thing is that she can't, the replicants can't, you know, attack. She's physically unable to. And then she, she just does that. Um, Maybe that's supposed to be the spark of her consciousness. I don't know. I think Um, so. I thought, you know, it was uh, the final. That was the read, right? Yeah. Power over her. And she broke through. And I think, I think, we're supposed to assume that she decidedly didn't kill him, you know, so she could have it be a bigger lesson of I'll be the last thing you see, you know. Or was that was uh, that the workaround that I can't kill you, but the second law of robotics is I can blind you. Right. <laughs> They're not supposed right. to be able to hurt humans at all. No. Right. But yeah. Lauren's well, point, specifically not well, do you want to say what your point was? Yeah, this is actually the thing I was going to bring up earlier. Um <laughs> But I was especially annoyed because she didn't cut his nose. She didn't. Blade went across. You, you can't. Blade went sideways across the eyes. You can't cut didn't. across someone, both someone's eyes oh. without cutting their nose. Also, he had no scarring. Like, I know it's the future, blah, 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 blah. But I would have preferred if she had given him, like, a little two finger, finger poke to the eyes. I think that would have been... Huh. What if she had like stomped on his foot so his eyes awoogaed out of his head <laughs> and then she cut them? I love it. <laughs> She's got uh, robotic skill. Maybe she did a little, you know, <laughs> maybe it, I, I, it was that clean. I really yeah. hope that there is one of our listeners is like a musician of some kind and they can just mix you saying she's got robotic skill like into a track right before the she's, the she's, beat drops or something she's got robotic skill yeah yeah i could see it so any djs in the audience okay so jay i liked the way he was voiced i like his smoking and his look there was some stuff i liked there but the reveal upon reveal that he didn't kill his replicant girlfriend, but Marlo did, in fact. <laughs> oh, my God, <laughs> I so forgot about that. It was silly and unnecessary. Yeah. It makes way more sense and is a way more interesting character choice for him to have killed her. And then yeah. works just as well for where he is now. Didn't need an extra reason to hate Marlo. It was just so goofy. If something that severe, like his old partner killing his love of his life at the time... And that's what led him to this trajectory in life. It's like, and he's still learning the lesson? 
You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> we already have this journey that he's on where he's going back too much to the old ways and not realizing. Yeah. I, I almost don't need Marlo at all. Except sure. for that one cool fight. That fight was cool. And, a, you know, yeah. a Blade Runner would have was nice to have. In Blade I, well, Runner that's true. Blade. You gotta... You gotta... Yeah. <laughs> I um I didn't know if but Jay was a Blade Runner. I don't I don't I know there's not really a way to make Jay both the character that is a safe harbor and ally to her and the Terminator. Mm-hmm. But and this is I know I just said the thing about enjoying the show for its broad strokes a second ago, but mm-hmm. Marlo seems like over the top like black trench coat, cigarette, big gun. It's like a 2007. It's like Max pain bad guy his name is marlo like i get it i get it take it down a notch yeah but that's no you're right to some extent that's that's the blade runner world you know i i can see the people who wrote the others going you know it'd be a cool name (laughs) you know like it's uh and they've been waiting to use it for three movies they just keep getting rejected it's like fine put it in the animated series all right, well, I'm glad we all ended up on the same page here. Um, yeah. We don't really have a lot of business left. This is a showdown follow-up of a continuation celebration, so there's no pitches <laughs> to compare against or anything like that. We yeah. can just... It's just a nice uh, conversation about a medium show. Yeah, with a dope theme song. You know, you know the thing about... The interesting thing about Blade Runner <clears throat> is that the plot, even the plot of Blade Runner 2049, mm-hmm. which I really love that movie. Mm-hmm. And it took me so many viewings to even like, <clears throat> excuse me, understand what the basic plot of that film was. Mm-hmm. There was a lot that I was not, I was not getting. Same they're with dense. the first. They're dense they're movies. Dense. Yeah. And you got to dig for a good amount of your answers. Um, right. Also, I quite not enjoyed but noticed that this animated series stuck with what is apparently the blade runner creed of tiny font in their titles unreadably <laughs> tiny font they just will not go away from that and i never yeah, liked it i i got the spotify yeah. up with the album i mean cover, the font was right. fairly unimportant in this show yeah. in comparison to like 2049 when it was like what does it say <laughs> <laughs> but that that's what i was IMAX. getting at with the thing yeah. is that i didn't it's the, it's something about blade runner is like it's all just vibes i really yeah, like whatever 2049 was doing more than whatever the first one was doing which doesn't well you know I th- rhythmically I, hook into me as much i think a big sell on 2049 is how pretty it is it's just God, gorgeous. It's so pretty. It's so good. Yeah, overwhelmingly so, pretty. Look at it. And what an auditory experience in theaters, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Robin sounds Wright. well. Yeah. So uh, that's a good transition into what we all here know and probably the listeners know, but there's been another sequel announced. It is a sequel series that we'll have to get back together for, guys, and hopefully we'll be a little bit more jazzed on it. Is It is live action. It's being... What? executive produced by ridley scott Ooh! this series will be called blade runner 2099 i'm very excited about what they'll do with that 50 years like what we're going to be looking at here where things will be replicant wise human wise based on how things went down 2049 i I have Uh, to imagine at this point i have to imagine we're gotta go off world you guys been talking about it since the first movie agreed i'm and i'm all for 
more Blade Runner with new characters. Yeah, I, we can just, I'm just in the universe. Action. All right, well, you know, our energy wasn't all that into this one, and so I don't, I don't want to... You know, I apologize, no, I came not. a little unprepared. I should no, have no, brought no. some jokes. No, 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 no. It's nobody, it's none of our fault. Shush, 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 shush. We are great. <laughs> <laughs> you should keep listening. You should come back when we start doing sequel pitches again. I'm very, very excited for that. Yeah, it's been a, been a little bit. Yeah. And I also, yeah. we will be, a, in in the next season, we'll be doing some more television show sequels, uh, which will, that's going to be it now. And I, th- this made me ask today, if the next time we go to see a movie sequel, there will be a previously on the Blade Runner franchise. You know what I mean? Like if they'll just oh. give us, you know, how much of that medium bleeding will go on. You know, that's, as the that's, world moves. that's interesting. Cause like, remember, uh, oh, I suppose, remember, recall watching movies from the eighties, franchise movies from the eighties, like Rocky, Rocky is a big one yeah. where they would have to just like literally show you the last five minutes of the previous movie, or the last <laughs> yeah. the previous movie to catch you up with that's what was about That's your beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, and then we got away from that once, like VHS and and stuff, and certainly since the internet. But so we've got plenty of work left to do. Unfortunately, the I feel like the style of sequel that was the seed that this podcast grew from, which was a weird, desperate attempt at a sequel by <laughs> random people or barely related people just trying to get one in there and say this is the second one (laughs) like you know come see it uh i think those days are gone i think you know marketability has made it so they will just all be made and and officially so from now on but it's true but we still got plenty to dig up so come on yeah we haven't done them all yet (laughs) yeah and we got you oh you haven't said what on the on the show what the next season's gonna be have you no i haven't don't know yet. um but i do no. need to talk to you guys about oh that off mic so oh sorry listeners a, <laughs> tune in next yeah, time in, well yeah and uh, let's use it as a transition in case you know any plugs do you, do you have any plugs you want to do some plugs or um i don't make funko pops for the public anymore they're <laughs> just for me <laughs> oh oh wow this is big sorry news. what a missed sorry. Your chance y'all wow final showdown follow-up and some finality on lola's customs oh boy mm-hmm. i'm sorry to hear that so more for me i'm happy at least to hear that you won't be crushing the joy out of doing something that you love and you can do it me too. in a way that you love so good speaking of crushing the joy out of doing something you love listen to my other podcast the <laughs> hotel it's all i think about anymore it's all i write mm-hmm um, and Theater of Tomorrow is coming back. I know I've been saying that um, pretty consistently for about two years now. Mm-hmm. But it's true now. But it's going to be true one of these days. Uh, yeah. No, honestly, if you're listening to this, you almost certainly are already listening to the hotel or something. But yeah. y- you're probably not listening to I've Never Seen Star Trek, mm-hmm. my hobby podcast, because I'm fucking insane and I won't just sleep. Mm-hmm. And Paul was Paul just on the most recent one. Paul was just our it. first Yay. Yes, we did it. Space Nine, Take Me Up to the Hollow Suite. Look for that episode. It's not TV, Travis. It's not live. They're going to be listening to this podcast whenever in time. You don't have to tell them to tune in next week. All right, break it up, you two. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the follow up showdown. 
The next time you hear us, we'll be back with regular episodes on a regular bi-weekly release schedule. In the meantime, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a review.